some can read War and Peace and come away thinking it's an adventure story. Others can open the wrappers of chewing gum and unlock the secrets of the universe. That's a sentence that doesn't make sense. And this <laughs> is the science fiction rating system. A podcast that doesn't make much sense. Apart from when it does. And uh, we are here to look at films. What's the tagline from One to Infinity? It's been a while, I'm a bit rusty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're all here as always to watch films. I'm joined as ever by Chris Redding. Hello. Hello. Uh, joining us from in front of the Four Seasons. Uh, what was it? Not was it a paint total, company? Total landscaping. Total landscaping. That was it. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you got Rudy with you there as well? Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, is he? Rudy's he's just there. here. He's just off camera, right? Really. Yeah, just off camera. And uh, Alex Humphrey, mad, who is uh, dominating a skyline. Yeah, badly drawn skyline. I thought it looked like. It's Isn't not it like great. A, yeah, it's like a kind of penciled in. Yeah. Why not? It does, look, it does look a bit cheap, doesn't it, for an official <laughs> Google background? It but. is an official Google background. Thank you, Google, for sponsoring this will mean nothing this for the listeners. Yeah, we've got to switch. Google have uh, made a switch uh, app, so we're playing around with backgrounds and things. But enough of that. Uh, it's December. It's Christmas time almost. So we're going to watch some big Christmas films. Oh, we're not because we didn't have order, aren't we? We're doing Dark Star next week. <laughs> this, is, this isn't going to work. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're watching Superman. Whee! Um, which isn't a Christmas film, but it came out at Christmas. Yeah, it feels Christmassy watching a film like this. It, it does, doesn't it? It's a yeah. big. It's a is big it one. A sci-fi. Um, well, we'll get to it. I think it is, but we'll <laughs> but get also, to it. Well, but, but we we brought Superman into the mix quite a while we ago. Did watch didn't Superman we? four, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, a long, long so time ago. We've got to catch ourselves up. Um, we were going right back to the start now. Superman one, um, a film that no doubt we've all seen. Yep. I mean, this Very, is one of those ones that was on every Christmas, wasn't it? When we were yeah. kids, every Christmas without yeah. fail, you'd see this yeah. one or Superman too. Um, and yeah, this is—it's an old film, and it's, but in a way, it's quite modern for in a lot of weird reasons. Mm. Um, so, just a little bit bit of background first of all. I've actually broken this to parts. I've done Alex this one. I've done parts for this one because Ooh. I felt it was deserving of the parts treatment. Ooh. But I've got a part zero which is the making of Superman. Because I think this film's genesis is mm. like really influential in a lot of weird ways. Yeah. Because, mm. um, I mean, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the first films I can think of where they filmed both it and its sequel yeah. uh, at the same time. Yeah. What? Like, can you think of any other old films that old that did this? Because I did can't. They? Yeah, they did. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, no, they didn't even really do part one, part two films in those days. No. Not even like those big, like uh, either biblical epics or anything like that. I don't think yeah. they did. No, you're right. So, why so the did story, they? Yeah, why well, did they do that then, Sam? Well, I think the story part is quite interesting. Uh, so Mario Puzo, mm-hmm. who wrote The Godfather, the book, uh, was tasked with writing this film, which is a pretty strange choice in the first place. <laughs> and he came back with a 500-page script. And for anyone who knows anything about scripts, that's a pretty long script for... I mean, that's, what, three films? Probably four films? It's a mm. lot of films. Um, and apparently none of his actual words are in the final film anyway. Nothing he wrote is in the films. Really? But, yeah, wow. like, the whole thing got changed, and the guy who's created his script consultant or something like that, he's the guy who actually wrote it. But because yeah. of the way the, you know, the, the Screenwriters Guild is, yeah. they wouldn't let them credit him as the writer. Anyway, because of that, they had too much stuff, basically. And they decided to make two films worth at once, which is why you get this strange thing that at the very start of the film, they're like sending Zod to the Phantom yeah. Zone, aren't they? Now, see, I mm. thought I was, I'd, this is so long since I watched this, I was like, oh, am I watching some like 
special edition or some weird like yeah. director's cut where this yeah. has been edited in and just to make it make sense because I don't I don't remember this bit at all. No, no. The, the Zod bit at all. No, nor me. And I thought like, oh, and as soon as it started, me and Lucy both like, isn't Zod in two? And he was in two. He just there yeah. at the very start of this one. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, Superman two. When we get to doing that, there's a lot of stuff because they were filming at the same time, and then the director fell out with the producer, and they stopped filming two. And then Superman two hasn't actually got any of the footage that was filmed during Superman one in it wow. until you get to the fact they re-released it. Uh, in when Superman Returns came out, and that's got mm. all the footage that was shot <laughs> during yeah. Superman. So there, it's, it's, it's mental. So there are two completely different versions of Superman Two. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. It's crazy. Um, I mean, all this is basically leads to you know it, it was a mess. It's a complete mess. It's a film that was made. They had to sell like a lot of the what's it called something like negative rights, something like that. Oh. Um, where basically they lose a lot of the percentage to get off it. They just sell that during the making of it to raise more money because they run out of money. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on around the scenes with it. Um, and the craziest thing of all brings us to part one of the film, which is titled Marlon Hamdo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. the first bit of this film is on Krypton yeah. with Marlon Brando, who was paid $3.75 million for this film. Yeah. Uh Christopher Reeve got paid two hundred fifty thousand mm. dollars, and Brando also got seventeen and a half percent of the of the film's uh, earnings, wow. which was twenty million as well on the back end of it. So, and and yes. he sued the producers, claiming he didn't get the percentage and received fourteen million. Oh, God. So he got even more. So I've got here that he received fourteen million for ten minutes of screen time because. And, and, I, they've used his voiceover in subsequent, yeah. subsequent films yes, as well, yeah, so he must yeah. have got more. Well, they, more. well, he got more money because they bought the they bought his like face rights back off the estate after he died um, right. to be in the Superman <laughs> Returns film. Right. Before we get into the film, one more thing about Brando. Uh, here's a little quote about him: He horrified the producers uh, when they first met by proposing that Jor-El appear as a green suitcase or a bagel. <laughs> Brilliant. With, Bra- with Brando's voice. Brilliant. I love it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I and he doesn't it... even want to be in front of camera for 10 minutes. No. Yeah. I think it's because it's interesting, isn't it? Because this, this Brando it is not the, the kind of craziness of Brando in um, Island of Dr. Moreau, where he's literally yeah. doing stuff in front of the camera that's crazy. Yeah. But this is the crazy where he's doing stuff behind the scenes, which is kind of crazy. And it's also like, now, Brando, isn't it? Yeah, and also lazy, like yes. I, like I, I he said uh, the one I've got is on the first day of set. He said to Richard Donner during rehearsals, um, "Let's just get the cameras rolling. Who knows? We might get lucky." According to Donner, the very first take was the one they used in the finished film. Brando was notoriously lazy and constantly pulling stunts to lessen his workload. Yeah. So he's just like, yeah, just film me. Oh, that was fine. Yeah, I'll just go yeah. be in my trailer now. Like, yeah. So he's in dickhead mode, basically. On yeah. The- oh like, yeah. How does he... I read a thing from um, when they bought the, the face rights, Brian Singer got them when they were making Superman Returns, and they got all the footage from these films, and apparently there's more of him just doing dirty jokes and reading poems out than there is of him actually doing the things he was told to do. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a bastard. Wow. <laughs> it's funny, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the first part of this film is on Krypton, because it's a very much a three-part film, and this is all Brando. I mean, I think he's terrible in it. What do you think of Brando in this I, don't, I didn't mind him. I mean, in my head, I He's think, so hammy. But I thought he was better than um, a Russell. Uh, what's it? 
Because I was, yeah, because I was really comparing this to Man of Steel. And I remember Russell Crowe, like, acting like he's in Shakespeare or something. And I was like, <laughs> nah, come on, mate. You all look like idiots. And I, I, I actually thought Brando was better than that. But, I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know. It's maybe, a low bar, isn't it? It's though? a very it's a low, low bar. bar. I didn't mind him. I, I mean. Oh, right, okay. I thought that whole, you know. buying it. You're buying it? it. Yeah. Oh, right. I didn't like it. That whole bit when he's, like, preparing to send Superman off. I just thought he's. Yeah. He looked yeah. like it. Well, I think I thought he looked like he was in Shakespeare in this. I thought he thought he was like King Lear or someone like that. And he's just walk around in his day glow suit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's yeah. kind of like that. He that is the character. He's like a kind suppose, of like yeah. Gandalf or Merlin, isn't he? He's just this big. I've got all the knowledge of the universe, and I'm going to de- mm. give it to my son. He's he's God. I mean, it's it's a big massive Jesus thing, isn't it? And he's yeah, God yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, I read that bit when he, you know, when he's like, because I thought how se- it's really sexist when he's putting the baby and he's like, oh, I'm going to give you this crystal, I'll give you all my knowledge. And the mum is just standing there like... <laughs> next to him, yeah. <laughs> but she, she, Susan York, she she was unhappy. She basically said that it's like, um, he's, that Marlon Brando's character's giving him everything. And she actually said, I don't give him dick. <laughs> basically, it's like, like, she was that angry that it's like, how ridiculous that the mum... Like would do, you know, a bit even more ironic if you think about how important his mum is in all the uh, mm. the other films in yeah. the modern films. <laughs> I like how their clothes were like the reflective tape. Did oh, you yeah. read how they did that? No, no, uh, it, that was it's a mistake. A bit like Tron, actually, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's a mistake where I wrote down. Hang on, um, right, it's made from the same three M material used for the front projection screens. And as a result of the a- an accident during the Superman flying tests, they noticed the material lit up on its own, so they tore the material into tiny pieces and glued it onto the costumes, designing a front projection effect for each camera. There's a little light on each camera that projects into a mirror, bounces out in front of the lens and hits the costume, so that all little glass beads re- reflect wow. back into the lens, basically, and that take it that weird effect. It's a pretty crazy, you know... I like that they saw that in something else and thought, oh, we'll use that for yeah. the costumes. I mean, yeah. it's quite a striking effect, isn't it? I, mean, I, it is. I think the design of Krypton and how it looks, that giant dome and the, all the costumes, I think they've got like... I mean, it, it, it does look good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's a I mean, bit, the, like, shaky. Mm, you know, it's yeah. a bit... The miniatures aren't great, are they? The, uh... No. But for the time... And, and also, it's kind of... I know that, obviously, Superman is a very... Uh, We've got a cat. Got a cat yes. again. Sorry, she's off. Um, I know that Superman's obviously a well-known story, so to set it uh, on Krypton at first, most people would know that that's where you start. But it's Do you still think a bit of they, though? well. That's, I was going to say it's still a bit of a risk because I think it's pretty bold. Yeah, you know, you could have just had super. There could be people in the audience being like, "Well, I thought Superman was a guy in a city with a red cape. What's this alien? Yeah. What's all this stuff?" I mean, like, I think the biggest problem with this start bit is is the plot of it, of the reason for why Krypton blows up, that Brando goes to them and he's like, look, guys, we're going to blow up in a few weeks. And everyone's just like, no, we're not. Yeah. And then they blow up. It's yeah. So... It's always been that. That's not yeah, different I know. the comics. Yeah. It's always... And for like a civilised, quite advanced race. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense, does it? No, no. I think all it would need is a little bit more exposition as to like why they're opposed to it. Because in this, they're just like, don't be stupid. <laughs> and then they literally cut to like this huge ball of flame coming towards the planet, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Mate, in I, Man of Steel, they do change it. They are all accepting of their of it. Right, okay. It's, like, mm. it's not like there's, there's climate deniers. 
Oh, so they're kind of like a, they're like a death cult. They're just like, oh well, that'll do. I don't mind. Yeah, but it's, again, they're trying to. They're spending all their time in that first mm. scene, tr- putting Zod into prison when the yeah. world's f- world's falling apart. <laughs> it's not really where your priorities are going to be, yeah. is it? Like, nah, just no. pardon him, let him go. I don't yeah. care about Zod. We're all well, what die. they're basically saying is Zod will survive all of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Also, like you say, that Zod thing. Is you would be totally within the realms of narrative to believe. Oh, well, that's the baddie then. Oh, I guess. Oh, totally. I guess this film's about these three guys. Well, I mean, they're going to pop back up in a minute. I guess. I think that's why none of us remember it being there because because it is such a you know such a weird thing to have at the start of this film, mm. isn't it? You do forget it because why? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's almost like it's the start of the second film of a trilogy rather than the first, isn't it? The way they do that. Mm. It's such a bold, crazy move to like put the baddies from the next film at the very top of the very first film. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I do. Yeah. The bit. I, I thing I do like here is you know when they send Superman off. I love the look of the blue, the gold, and the red in his little like yes, bed he goes little, into. Yeah. yeah. The foil. No, like, yeah. Like I like his little crystal spaceship. That's quite nice. Mm. It's yeah. a different design. It's not a very practical design, yeah. but it's a different design. Like now, I think I think like the, the production department were working their butts off. This is Definitely. a yeah. high high con- like a load of money in the costumes. Like you mm. said, like Chris said, it's like a bit like Tron. It's like the look of the film. You can't really fault the early look of it. It's, it's very mm. imaginative. <laughs> I think also it's interesting because obviously it came out in 78 so it was sort of in production at the same time as Star Wars in fact Lucas they wanted Lucas to direct it and he didn't do it because he got on Star Wars mm. um, and I, so you get that kind of thing you know we've often said about early 70s films you get a different version of sci-fi than what kind of became the canon Hollywood version of it yeah. and I think I think this is that as well isn't it this is the big mm. budget end result of following yeah. like the 2001 route of sci-fi in a way yeah yeah because none of their stuff makes sense Chris, the crystals what yeah. do you what do you press on that to make it on or off? Like none of their but technology. I like how it's so conceptual in the sense mm. of like if their technology is based around crystals, they yeah. haven't really yeah. had to explain things. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it's no, and that's yeah, it's good. Like, and it's not what I'm saying is like it's not like after that everything goes more towards just copying Star Wars, doesn't it? But because yeah. Star Wars hasn't really happened when this had been made, they're more free to be a bit more weird with it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and the 2001 influence is definitely there when it does blow up and uh, Superman flies through space and we get a lot of like exploding stars and mm. trippy sort of stuff. Also, weirdly, Brando mentions Einstein to him, despite the fact they say, they only say at one point they're 10,000 years back. Well, I didn't, what I didn't get was uh, this sequence is a lot of Brando like telling him, all, oh, I'm going to give you the yeah, knowledge all of all that. Knowledge. And then yeah. later on, he gets it all in the Fortress of Solitude. Fortress of Solitude. But yeah. I, I'm not being rude to Superman. Superman is not a character that I, I think of as being really clever. No. You don't think, oh, Superman, it's his, it's his brains that like... It, to me, the, 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 the purpose of Superman Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor's a genius and that's why he fights Superman because he's a genius mm. and Superman has the strength and, the, and, you know, and, the, and all that and the speed and all that. And that's how Lex can battle him because he's, he's got his brain. But this yeah. kind of implies like, oh, Superman knows all about relativity and he knows about this and he knows about the history of Krypton and... He doesn't remember any of it anyway, does he? So what was it's the point? It's weird. It's weird, yeah. It just seems to be, this sequence just seems to be so that you could get Brando saying, it is forbidden for you to interfere with human history. It is forbidden for you. And just keep saying it again and again. Uh, yeah. for, for, again, for no apparent but why reason. why human history? 
I don't know. I don't know Once why. Once he's they... there, is is he's already an impact? Yeah, he's already fucked with human history, hasn't he? Mm. By, by doesn't existing, he do... doesn't he call back on point that he shouldn't be doing it? Is that in this film when he says like he shouldn't be? Do... He should not be appearing. Was that in this film? I don't know. Maybe three or something. He should disappear. I don't know. Anyway, we're on to part two. Uh, we are not not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> Can you just say something about the opening credit titles? Oh, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Great, great music. Great music. Great music. Do, you, do you think the best theme for a film? <laughs> One of the best. Up there. Yeah. It's got to be up Is this there. all Back to the Future for me? Yeah. Oh, this is better than Back to the Future. I, I, I'm... When it I kicks think... in, like any moment, they yeah, use it so very good. well. When it starts like, like it kind of kicks in underneath, doesn't it? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. so it's gonna happen. Like yeah, it's a, yeah. You've got to love them them credits. Yeah, <laughs> they're good, but there's too many of them, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. Like everyone gets the zooms treatment, don't they? You get into like you know gaffer or something like that comedy <laughs> with a flying. That was a gaffer. It feels like they that. they wanted to do that in 3D a bit. It's almost like a kind of overusing a 3D effect, isn't I'm it? I'm sure it must be like a really amazing way they did that back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet it was so good on a big screen, especially like a 70s size cinema screen. Yeah. I thought that, all that stuff at the start, because it, it's, I think they had some sort of weird like proto version of surround sound for this film as well, where like it wasn't proper surround yet, but they were trying to do it in a funny way. Oh, wow. I bet it was great fun watching all that stuff blowing up and flying around. How were the like opening that. credits of Superman created? Oh, he's oh. on it. He's, he's on a deep dive. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They actually had a camera on a massive like thing. <laughs> oh, and they were in. swooping past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, yes, we're in Kansas and Superman crash lands in a meteorite and he's lucky really that the people who find him are well he's looking away they're kind of a bit weird because um <laughs> yeah they a meteorite lands baby crawls out and the woman's like we've got to kidnap him we need a baby yeah what's she called aunt uh, no martha martha isn't it martha, martha and yeah. uh martha and oh what's his name no, is it martha? ken is it not Ken? Ken? No, not, not Ken. Ken. <laughs> not Ken Kent. <laughs> Ken Kent. Ken Kent. No, oh God, what is his name? Oh. What is, uh, uh, hang on. Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan Kent. Yeah. She's Martha Clark Kent, isn't she? Which is weird. Yeah. That's that... her middle name. That's yeah. That's a strange touch. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know, it's, it's an odd reaction, isn't it? To like have a meteorite land next to you, a baby crawls out, and they're just like, yeah, we've got to kidnap And, it. and he it. says, well, they both have stupid reactions, because she says, oh, it's a gift from God, because we can't have kids. And then he's like, oh, we need to we need to find out whose baby it is. It's like, well, <laughs> whose baby is it? It's not going to be anyone in the town's baby, is it? Like, oh, sorry, that's my kid in the meteor. Yeah, I just fired him out of my house. Yeah, sorry. Like, I mean, they're both kind of being dumb about this. Um, <laughs> just find him out of the house. go to the police with it right yeah you'd think i mean i love that idea that it is like someone's kid and there's like a couple of farms down the road there's a guy with like an experimental cannon launching his child across the yeah. cans oh fields. you got it <laughs> sorry guys it's sorry, my bad it's me just also in the future out. if you they go where do you get this kid from they were like oh meteorite it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay you you've kidnapped this yeah kid that somewhere. was my kid yeah yeah uh, they should just be like that is obviously an alien we should keep it like and, it, and he agree. lifts up a car as well, right in front of them. So, And they're fine with that as well, aren't they? Very fine, with, fine that. with that. Yeah. I do appreciate that they do just skip completely over this childhood. Um, yeah. Because I think there will be too many questions you couldn't answer there, about, about this super strong kid in this environment. But they yeah. skip straight to him being at school. Um, yeah. And it's not it's not Christopher Reeves yet, which I'd forgotten even this happened. That it was yeah. a different 
Me too. Uh, a different dude. It's actually um, Jeff, Jeff East. Jeff East, yeah. Who was annoyed when he saw the film for the first time and realised that they'd overdubbed all of his lines with Christopher Reeves talking. <laughs> and do you know, he, he went through three to four hours daily of uh, makeup and hair uh, yeah. stuff for a month to make him look like Christopher Reeve. Like, do you think that worked? Uh, well, it says it's because he had curly blonde hair. But, like, just cast someone else. Why did they not cast yeah. someone that looked like Christopher Reeve? Like, it's, it's weird, a bit odd. It? It's a bit odd casting. Because I think this guy, basically, when I looked him up, he played Huckleberry Finn in Huckleberry Finn, and he played Tom Sawyer in Tom Sawyer as a child. Yeah. So he was obviously, like, a known child actor, known a child teen actor. actor. But it just seems like you'd have been better off casting an unknown at this yeah. point. But maybe because Christopher Reeve was an unknown, they didn't want to do it twice. They needed more names in the film. Mm. Um, um, did you realise he was dubbed before no. reading it? No, normally. No. It seems like a waste of time, doesn't it? Because he doesn't even sound much like Christopher Reeve was late in the film. Because no. Christopher Reeve's putting on such a weird voice anyway, dis- you know, in his disguise yeah. as Clark Kent. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Seems I, an odd choice. I, did, I thought all, I'd forgotten all of this bit, and I actually quite liked all this. I didn't. Me I, too. I enjoyed this as a as mm. a kind of like I think they tell I think they tell the origin story well. You know, we're all yeah. in our modern Marvel world. We're all quite mm. sick of origin stories, and mm. but even though we're all sick of origin stories, I don't think this is a bad origin no. story. And I there's think, no bullshit, is there? It's very no gets on with it I always yeah. think it's beautifully shot the cinematography yeah. on this Kansas stuff you know the bit with the graveyard and it yeah it's so beautiful and all the field stuff like that it's a yeah. real like nice I'd, I'd kind of like the whole film to be in this sort of setting really because it was mm. such a yeah, a, yeah. like um, you know the, the bit when um just before he leaves and there's a sunset over the, the field and stuff like that oh it's, yeah yeah it's really beautiful shots and also um, his dad's death is so much better in this than in Man of Steel that that yeah. scene in Man of Steel is so stupid. Like <laughs> Kevin Costner on the bridge. Oh, Kevin Costner and the, there's a dog as well. Isn't there a dog? I seem yeah. to remember. And he's like waving, don't oh. come and get me. Don't oh, come and get me. So dumb. Like This, this was great. And I love the way he just goes, oh, it was like, oh no, isn't that, isn't he? And yeah, Josh's dead. Oh yeah. no. Like, so, yeah. And it's much more powerful because Superman can't Definitely. stop a, ha- a heart attack. Like, that is something Superman can't stop. Whereas in Man of Steel, he can easily stop that. And, and also, right, the, the pair adult Clark Kent and the dad have literally shared about two lines together for 30 seconds before this mm. and yet it's so much more powerful than all that 45 minute build up in yeah. a man of steel you know mm. yeah. you get it instantly don't you just put his arm around him you get it straight away there's yeah. a bond between them yeah. very good filmmaking yeah mm. um, and also I guess because you've had how camp and ridiculous and like overblown Brando is this guy's performance yeah. is much more like um who is it? He's much more like normal. He's much more realistic. Glenn yeah, he's Fo- good. It's mm. Glenn Ford. Uh, there's, there's one bit with this start, uh, opening that I thought was stupid, which was when uh, Clark Kent decides to race a train. And yeah, he's, he's running in that you bit. Know, he's like, it looks really like, bad. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he pulled, he ripped three muscles doing that. Oh, God. Is he, being, is he being held from something and then just doing this? I don't know. It's, it's a bit it's where not, he's like turning the corner and he's just like going slow. Like it's not it's, a natural way to run, is it? Because like his, no. his lower back is, is still, isn't it? So, so I think you're right. He's in a harness, it isn't he? And his legs are just going like this. No, it looks... He's not actually going any faster. Like his legs and arms. <laughs> he's just it's moving so his arms and legs. So yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Uh, and he's racing a train, which is like... 
on the wide, it's like a, a freight train, but then on the close-up, they've got people in it. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, watching him. I think yeah. I think there's a deleted thing that that little girl is Lois Lane. Oh, right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I know. I think it's a deleted, like, little, <laughs> right, like, okay. yeah. Because that would be, that is pretty naff. Like, I, we don't need that. Uh, well, yeah, um, so his dad dies, and we get he's like, leaving scene, which I like. And then he goes, after the Fortress of Solitude, which... Um, that's the it's, it's all a Christ allegory again, isn't it? And Christ goes off into the wilderness, or whatever, yeah. isn't he? Mm. And so he has to go, and he has to go and develop and grow up out of our sight. And twelve he's, years. Uh, so he's just sat in a nice cave for twelve years, listening to Brando talk, isn't he? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine I that. Mean, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he's testing his powers out. Maybe he's like, oh, heat vision. Oh, I can ice breath. Oh, I can. They should put a scene in. I mean, in. he has still been living a small town life, so... He's, he's used know. to it being a quite yeah. slower pace, yeah. yeah. They should put those um, audio clips of Brando like doing poetry and, and telling dirty jokes <laughs> and like cut that into him sat in the Vulture Solitude listening to all that sort of stuff and taking that in. Like playing cards, like playing Solitude. Like Solitaire yeah. on his own. And they're like, yeah, Brando's like, hey, let me tell you one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now we're up to part three. The fastest typist I've ever seen. And here is where, for me, things start to get a little bit flaky. <laughs> um, weirdly, so, this is weirdly Superman. Really. Yeah, and, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I hundred percent agree. All of that other stuff I'd forgotten. The yeah. bit that I remembered, this is actually the bit where I was like, nah, really? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And this is the bit that the next two films are, isn't it? Well, next three three films, in fact, is yeah. this. Um, and and I think we've discussed before without a doubt, that Superman is not a great character, is he? No. And immediately you get into the problems with it and why it's hard to make him be good. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think it's all that far. I think there's other things that are going wrong. But but basically, for, I mean, everyone knows the story, but Clark Kent is now Clark Kent working for the Daily Planet, undercover, in disguise. Mm. And the thing I always annoys about this is why does he have to be such... A klutz, because the disguise already... <laughs> you've got to make such a leap to, to believe that someone can look at him and not see him in the first place, yeah. right? You don't need him to be so annoying as Clark Kent do you and so pathetic. It's weird, yeah. I, I don't... Do you enjoy watching that? I don't enjoy watching it at all. <sighs> no. I do... And being clumsy, he'd still smash everything. Yeah. He'd yeah, he's still to... super strong. Yeah. 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 I do really like Christopher Reeve's performance, and I do think that... Of all the people that have played superheroes, he is still one of the best at playing the two different characters. Yes, okay. Although you might not like the two different characters, I think he he is totally different as those two people. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's weird because one of the... Logan has quite a lot of books, uh, you know, obviously a load of Marvel books, and one of the Captain America books says mm. that in Captain America... He was Captain America in secret, but when he was Steve Rogers, he was the like the most kind of klutzy um, uh, officer in the whole of the army. He was made like really right. accident prone, so they would never believe that that was Captain America. I wonder if it's a kind of early fifties like like yeah. that's just their go to was if you're a superhero, then you must the opposite of superhero is being an idiot and tripping over and stuff. Mm. Like, is that just mm. their default? Like, I guess you know. I mean, I think the other problem with it is, like, I just don't like... I mean, I, I hate Margot Kidder. Very strange sort of 
casting, I think. But I mean, I don't know, like all the banter and stuff that's going on and always kind of like... It's a lot of sass. There is a lot of sass. It's strange. I mean, I, I, I like the big open office, and I think they've done a good job of making an office feel alive. Yeah, and I like yeah. I like the weird sort of um, like you're in a uh, a wholesale butchery with those doors that open as big plastic <laughs> swing doors that go into the thing, which makes yeah. it look like they've taken over, like you know, yeah, yeah, it's a butcher's. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Like the I, I, I couldn't write them all down, but in the beginning when they're discussing their news stories, they're talking about like a rapist. And like mm. a mass murder, like aren't they talking about really like weirdly adult, like <laughs> like cases that they're like putting on the front page? You just think, but this was kind of a family movie. Why, are you, like, do you really need them to be hard hitting journalists? Like, why did they put that in? It's really weird. I mean, but don't you think that's the problem with it from now on? Is the tone is all over the shop with things yes. like that? Yes, uh, um, yeah. The tonally, we go very wrong here. Yeah. 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 Also, I've got to mention uh, Jimmy Olsen, who is so fucking annoying. That's the future, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Yeah, he is pretty... But he's an annoying character. That's not his fault. That's not the yeah. the actor's fault. That's a dumb character. It's weird, isn't it? Because Margot Kidder, how she plays Lois, that became... That is the standard. Any mm. Anything with Lois Lane in now, that kind of like, I'm a, I'm a streetwise, smart, sassy girl. Yeah. You know, I'm going to talk back to anyone. I don't need no man. Like, that is how Lois Lane is forevermore because of this performance, <clears throat> I guess. Yeah. It's weird. Yes. What's, I don't know what the comics were like. Or the... Well, there's a, there's a ton of comics where just Superman just messes around with Lois Lane and does horrible things <laughs> to her. Like, oh, yeah. like, yeah, like just plays horrible pranks on her and stuff like it's that. It's always like there's there's somewhere she normally she knows, isn't she? That he's she tra- yeah, it's like she works out he's Superman, so he has to do some kind of dickish prank that proves he isn't. Mm. That's yeah. basically every comic, I think. Like, is it is it the second one where like? He, he sets himself on fire, doesn't he? And that's how she finds out he's Superman. Is that the second <laughs> yes, one? Yeah, yeah. He falls in a fire or something, and yeah, he comes yeah. out and he's fine. She's like, "Oh shit, you're Superman." I'm sure. Well, like, weirdly, <laughs> I read that the whole going back in time thing was supposed to be in the second mm. film, so she, it undoes that she, oh, undoes knows, that. she knows that he's right. Superman. But oh, okay, so, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, he isn't Superman at all, and it's no. kind of. I think it's that he's he's just not revealed it yet that he's Superman. Um, there's other bits going on we'll come back to that in a second about Lex Luthor because let's just deal with Superman for now so he reveals himself um, after after Lois Lane gets into an accident with a helicopter yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I remembered that scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, do you think it's a bit irresponsible of Superman to have kept his powers under wraps until this particular girl he fancies gets in trouble <laughs> and then decides because after that after he does that he flies all over the place helping loads yeah. of people doesn't well, he in that, that night this is it isn't it yeah I mean it, 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 most people, if you believe Superman, like his powers, he can hear trouble and danger all around the world. So was he just like oh, ignoring so, it? What's that? A, a, a cave it, yeah. is is like what, what's that? A mine in Africa? Ah, don't worry, it's fine. Well, I think he was flying there and thinking, no, I don't fancy her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not going to help. Fit? No. Yeah, and then yeah. he finally saw somebody liked and thought, right, I'm going to finally start yeah. doing it. And and also, it's silly, isn't it? Because I've just realised the whole like not messing with human history. They could have just had those words echoing in his head, like "Oh, mm. don't mess with human history." And, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. could have been like, "Oh, I can't, I can't help." But oh, okay, okay I'm going to do it. But but he's got a costume and everything. I mean, they don't explain where his <laughs> costumes come from. Well, also, they even make the gag that he runs to a phone box, and first of all, it's not an enclosed phone box. So he can't do the thing, yeah. which yes, implies yeah. that he's been doing that before as that, well. That implies yeah. that works on it being a gag. Yeah. yeah. To, so would people have already known that he goes into phone boxes? 
from the comics or something. Yeah, that was in the yeah. comics, I think, yeah. 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 Okay. It's just weird from his character's point of view. It implies that he's already done this in the past, whereas <laughs> he can't do it, can he? Because this is the first one who knows about him. No, and where he yeah. does it is a revolving door where there's this yeah. ridiculous 70s pimp character who must mm. very obviously see Clark Kent go in the door <laughs> and then see Superman come out <laughs> the door. Come out of it. Because yeah. it's just a revolving door. It's not hidden, is it? Like, Do you not think as well... really that- fast, though. Yeah, he's going fast, but... He's confused, that guy. That guy's probably dead from, like, the centrifugal <laughs> pressure on his head as he went flying around that thing really fast. He's like, his brain's gone to mush, melted back into the back of his brain. Um, but don't you think there they could have something interesting with the fact that maybe he'd been going around doing stuff undercover? Yes. Right? Yeah. And and he decides, oh, no, I want to be, like, a symbol for the people. Because there's a bit of that, isn't there, about how he's, like, America's best and all this sort of mm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think in other in other adaptations, don't they? Maybe it's Smallville or one of them. Is like it's just the it's just called like the blue blur or something like that. Like he just right. he's moving so fast that no one can see it's a human. They just see it's a a thing. And yeah, he hasn't announced himself. That would have been way more uh, interesting and also more would have made more sense. I mean, yeah. But maybe at this point they're just like. Can we keep the audience without Superman any longer? We're, any longer. we're yeah. like an hour in, aren't we? Like, oh yeah, it's a it's a good forty five minutes, fifty minutes before he turns up. Yeah, yeah. apparently um, he's got fillings on show all the way through the film. <laughs> <laughs> Super fillings. Super yeah, fillings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you and you can see uh, Brando's watch when he's put him into the spaceship at the beginning. I'm brilliant. just reading the gaps. <laughs> got a Rolex on. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, so while Superman's being Superman, we'll get to part four, which is Gene Hackman tries his best. Yeah. Because Gene Hackman is Lex Luthor, and I think the film here lurches again into even worse sort of thing, where they've realised they've got to have a villain. Yeah. And they haven't worked out how to do that without going to the kind of 60s Batman style of camp, have they? Yeah. No. And... Well, I, 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 look, re- I read, sorry, that Richard Donner... Uh, had a single word printed in big letters on signs sent to every creative department involved with the film. It was, I'm not going to say it right, but verisimilitude. And it yes. is a word that refers yep, to being real, but not realistic. And yeah. that's what he wanted the film to be. So with Lex Luthor, every comic had Lex Luthor in an outfit, uh, like a supervillain outfit, but they're like, no, he will wear clothes and he'll be, he'll just be a guy like that. And, like you're about to say, this is kind of where it goes wrong in this, like making it real, yeah, but like not really because it isn't really. And you, like you say, you've got to have a baddie, and you obviously can't have Zod for some reason at this point. Mm. So you've just got to have Lex Luthor. It's like they've done half the work of getting to Luthor as like a you know the kind of mega billionaire owner, sort of kingpin in yeah. uh, Daredevil kind of character. Um, They've got half the way there, haven't they? They've made him respectable in, in his look. They've like yeah. made him like this idea that he's very well read and things like that. Or the things he says don't really make much sense. <laughs> uh, but then they've kind of fallen down the trap of yeah, like I say, uh, like a sixties Batman. Of he's got his lair underground. Yeah. He's got his silly assistants. Yeah, you know, he, it's so. There's a thing with his wigs, which is a kind of good running gag. And I love Gene Hackman. It's I think Gene Hackman's layer. doing a good. It's a it, shit. It is shit. Gene oh, Hackman's like doing a really good job with what he's got. Yeah. But it's just so. Like if we if you put if you slam this against the first twenty five minutes of this film, mm. you know if you it, the it's such a different contrasting tone, isn't it? It's I crazy. I, I don't think I could excuse the fact that Lex Luthor is supposed to be a genius and he surrounds himself with very very idiots. idiot flawed people yeah. because Mrs. Teller Mako, whatever she's called, she's not an idiot, but she's obviously fatally flawed. 
as a, yeah, as a yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And it, that Otis guy is an idiot. And it makes no sense why a genius, evil genius, would have them as his crew, as it were. It, no, it doesn't, I mean, it's very camp, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and it's just... It's co- really they constantly go for the gag, but then you're just not scared or threatened. And then when it... Like you say, pantomime. you've got... Yeah, it's pantomime. And then it makes this, like, switch up right at the end where it's like, oh, it's serious. It's like, I can't take this serious because... I haven't, we haven't we haven't been asked to take this seriously for like a thirty minutes. So why would I suddenly mm. now see a threat of a missile? Like why would I care? Mm. Because he's a terrible. He's yeah. Gene Ackman's doing his best, but he's a terrible villain. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he is. It's mm. it. Like you say, it makes no sense. Why would you only have two people working for him? You know. Yeah. Because also it's established. You know, when he first go when the the police are first following Otis, the assistant, into the underground lair. And the kind of implication there is that Lex Luthor's this known criminal mastermind from before, isn't he? But yeah. Where's that? We aren't seeing that. We're just yeah. seeing a madman in a weird. Has he got house. like a photo of like a Nazi on his table? There's a shot where it like starts off on, <laughs> like, what well, looks didn't, like. Didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know if that was like one of his ancestors or something. <laughs> it's supposed to be. Or... Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you hear about uh, about because um, yeah, you say like. Did you hear about uh, Gene Hatman, the wigs thing, and and the other thing? Did you read about that? So he didn't no. he didn't want to shave his head, so mm. so he wears like a, a skull cap, and then that's why they keep making the jokes about the wigs and stuff. And yeah. I think in the final shot, you can see that he's wearing a skull like a bald cap, but also he had a moustache. And at the <laughs> beginning, he said, "I'm not going to shave this moustache off." So yeah. Richard Donner said, oh, "All right, well, I'll shave mine off if you shave yours off." And he did it, but then Richard Donner was basically just wearing a fake moustache and just pulled it off. <laughs> and was like, I never had a moustache, I just lied. So, yeah. But then it's kind of, again, it's kind of weird. That oh, yeah. There's a whole... Way mus- to piss off your... your yeah. yeah. But it's weird that the, a moustache became a big thing again, you know, after the whole... Uh, what was that? That was the Justice League, the, the Superman moustache. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, Henry Cavill's moustache. Henry yeah. Cavill, yeah. His Mission Impossible moustache, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. Um... Yeah, he's plotting, he's plotting, and um, there's one, before we get to the big finale, there's one more thing to consider, which is the scene that I always remember, and as the worst oh. scene in probably any superhero film, Ever. which is which is Clark Kent and Lois Lane's nighttime flight, which I'd forgotten how long it was as well, it's about yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. Um, why is this in this film? Why? <laughs> why does this ex- like what? Who thought I think you do need a you do need a moment where he explains who he is to her, right? And then it's the song. He doesn't even do that. I don't. They, very, they were very proud of the effects as well, weren't they? Obviously having a flying. The amount of times they show him doing a flip and things like that, they must have been very proud of that. I don't know how she's flying though, because no, he's just got. He's just holding her hand, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, she's got no upward. No, she's out like that, isn't she? Like out. Yeah. 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 How is she flying? The worst thing about it is the fact that it's terrible for about five oh. minutes, and then the voiceover starts. You know, yeah. like a going like, "How can I trust him? He's the man of my dreams, but I'm not sure if I can believe him." It was supposed to be a song. It it was. Was it? Yeah. It was originally supposed to. She was supposed to sing a song. That can you read my mind? It was supposed to be a song, but they changed it to a voiceover, which is a poem. Yeah. And also, it's like. If if you just try and place yourself in Lois Lane's boots, as it were, mm. this is like even if it, 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 it would it, would you as Lois Lane, in, and you're flying, would you instantly start number one thinking these thoughts, but also composing them in poetry form? 
<laughs> like, did, I've never ever. Well, she she's a journalist. I know, but I've never, <laughs> apart from a time when I've been trying to write a poem, I've never like thought in rhyme. But to the writers of these seventies male writers, this is how the brain of a woman works. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it the has feminine to be. mystique. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, guess my, it my has favorite to be. thing about this is when they're about to take off and she goes like, "Oh, I better get a jump, I'll be cold." Superman's like, "No, don't worry about it." And then they should just cut to like, you know, the flying of the stratosphere. And she's just dying of exposure. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. seconds. laughs> it's like just dead. Yeah, it's just a corpse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doesn't how's she breathing? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, the whole thing makes no sense, does it? It's terrible. It's really also really like terrible. Lois Lane, in some ways, a worse villain than Lex Luthor because. She like sells a story to herself instantly and puts it in the paper, and also reveals the secret that he's you know he's yeah. got his weakness to lead. She basically like outs all the flaws with his character, yeah, mm. uh, just to get a headline of saying I slept with well, I was it a night with Superman or whatever, yeah. isn't it? She, the thing, it's mm. yeah, she's it's not bad. great. Oh, um, also, another weird element. What is the whole weird element in this that Superman says he can't lie? What's that about? Especially considering that he lies constantly in the film. Well, isn't that, isn't that the thing, though? Like, that the, the one lie is that, isn't it, that is Clark Kent, and so he can't have any more lies. He can't, he can't, they have to make clear that the rest of his character is true, otherwise you wouldn't trust him but because of the Clark Kent thing. It's just a very weird thing to set up because it's invented yeah. for, it's invented for this film to say he never lies. That's never been a Superman thing. Yeah. But anything is that, though, is that, like, they don't. Yeah, is that, yeah. They want you to trust him, despite the fact he's lying to he's you always through us. Like an artist, mm. yeah. yeah. I so he's got to come out of him and be. I mean, that could be a lie, couldn't it? I never lie. Could be a lie. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a man who lives a life as a lie. Yeah, it um, could be, yeah, it could be a lie. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the, the climax of the film, anyway, part five, Costa del Lex. And <laughs> so the the plan here. The plan is absolutely absurd. The plan is he's going to hijack two nuclear missiles that are being mm. tested. Yeah. Mm. He's going to change the uh, coordinates as to where they're going to hit whilst they're being delivered to the base. No one will check mm. that at any point between no, this no. and them taking off. And then they will land on the uh, west coast of America, causing the San Andreas Fault to split and creating a new coastline and all the real estate for that coastline is owned by Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. How would it be owned by him? Well, because they mentioned that he's been. Bu- the reason that Lois Lane's out there is because someone's been buying up all this like yeah. uh, wasteland in the desert and right. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's Lex Luthor's buying up because he knows he's going to be the real estate once he's not lopped off. Yeah. Um, Making him the prime suspect for the person that sent the missiles as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean yes. <laughs> Also, he he has to personally go and do his plan to change yeah. the warheads with his two assistants again. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is painful. The comedy, the comedy stylings there mm-hmm. in quotes are pretty painful. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but this is this is like, but it's proper... like he's doing big, like Doctor Evil type crime. Yeah, to the way he's gonna earn his retirement will be from the real estate in business. Like it seems like he's earning his money from like. Like a commercial yeah. endeavor when he's yeah. got like yeah. this massive thing going it's on so above it. It's because again, they've got halfway to making him like a corporate America villain, haven't they? Mm. In the yeah. idea of real estate, but then they've got yeah. stuck in the sixties Batman version of he's got yeah. this stupid plan where he dresses a cowboy yeah. and hijacks a nuke. You know, yeah. no, it's so stupid, and it's also like it's so like limited as well because if they'd made it that he was like again like in the comics, 
He was a billionaire industrialist. He had a, a corporation. All his mm. evil stuff was in the shadows. No one really could ever ever put any of the bad stuff that he does and put it to LexCorp and all that. Then yeah. obviously he can be a villain in multiple films. But in this, like you say, he's the one personally going and doing it. <laughs> he's personally benefiting it and he gets caught anyway. So that's him yeah. out of the film. You've just got rid of mm. your main villain in the first film. Mm. And that is so, yeah, it's like, yeah, like Chris said, it's simultaneously very big and very small, isn't it? It's like yeah. a giant plan for a very little... It's, well, it's kind of like Superman's to deal with the chumps in the first film. Yeah, it's very before odd. Before the big guys come. It's like they just went and got a comic and went, oh, this'll do, this is... That'll this, do. Yeah, that'll yeah. do as a plot, like, who cares? It, I mean, the other problem with it as well is that, like, they do actually drop the nukes, don't they? Mm. And... At no point does Superman do anything to help anybody affected by two nuclear explosions. <laughs> in, is it one, one in LA? Is it one in San Francisco? Isn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. So that is, you know, we're talking Pretty millions serious. dead. Pretty serious. Yeah. And and he's chasing after. Well, he goes after there's like three buildings next to a dam that he tries to save. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. You know? Oh, and he stops the one going to Mrs. Telemacher's mum. Oh yes, yes. Because he, he says he has to. Yeah, yeah. So that bit with the Krypton. Now, so Lex Luthor knows that. I mean, that's ridiculous. He works out that Krypton's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's total thing. guesswork, isn't it? He just yeah. says, "Oh, it's from his planet, so it must be again." Yeah, he just makes it up. He's not he makes it up. Yeah. It's no evidence. Doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah, um, but he puts this chain of Krypton around his neck. Do you remember as a child mm. being very disturbed by this? Not that. I was disturbed by the Phantom Zone. I remember right, being okay. scared by that weird spinning diamond where they're like, ah! I, I've got a memory of really not liking the, this this chain being on Superman <laughs> and being really like disturbed by it. Fair and enough. I was surprised how quick it, it's resolved. Like, cause yeah, it's about two minutes he wears it for, isn't it? Yeah. And then he's just out the pool. No, I know what you so mean. There's, yeah. if, was it always the green Krypton Kryptonite, which is... Bad to him. Yeah, there are other colours that do other things, aren't there? And there's red at giving power, isn't there, in another one? Red, doesn't one make him evil? Yeah, red's the evil one, isn't it? There was one that made him gay, which was pink in the comic books. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even making that up. I can believe it. I mean... Um, And then there was... Yeah, okay. And why was the green thing in the ship with the baby when the parents sent him away? You know, they put a green thing in with the baby I mean, if it was so dangerous to the baby. Yeah, I think the implication is that, that that's got the knowledge in it, the Krypton, hasn't it? And it's mm. is it some sort of thing that, like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility and, like, forbidden right. knowledge has got the... They don't explain it, but no, I think I that know. I think that's the implication, is that... Because it's like they've just put a load of poison in with the baby. <laughs> it's it's strange, isn't it? Don't yeah, suck on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have some plutonium next to you. Here you go. Or maybe that's it's like... That's like the fuel. On, on Krypton, they've got... They've, they've created this crystal that holds knowledge and they've created a crystal yeah. that's, that's really bad for you and they're both green and they've yeah, not yeah. bothered to have a different colour. They're like, right, yeah. this green's yeah. a good green, this is the bad what green. What do we need for the baby? Yeah. <laughs> good green. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. I mean, it could be the power for the spaceship, which would make sense because then the power source could also be like radioactive and dangerous. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Mm. I mean, I'm probably somewhere they did think about it. They just haven't told us, have they, what yeah. the reason mm. is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, Superman flies off to save the day after escaping the chain, and 
we get these stupid scenes of him. There's a bit of him like being a bit of a uh, train track, which is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. The model work is really bad, isn't it? Like, yeah, it, it, it's like yeah. Thunderbirds level of stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was quite, I was quite shocked. Not as good as Thunderbirds. No. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was quite shocked how bad it looked. Like it just, you were just like, that's a model. There's not even, mm. they didn't even the only, try. The only good effect, well, it's not an effect, it's a real thing, is, you know, Lois Lane, when she falls down the little, the little fissure, and all the soil's falling on top of it. And that was like, yeah. I, I get a bit claustrophobic and that was a bit intense. That was all the yeah. soil and stuff falling on. It's horrible. No, they, they, um, they do a good job in showing that she's definitely dead. Like, they, yeah. they show very clearly <laughs> that that has killed her. Like, it's not yeah. a, you know, it's not one of those like, oh, mm. she might be all right. No, that, that has killed her quite, quite badly. Mm. Yeah. Don't you think he should have given her some sort of like Superman kiss of life here? It would have been a better way of getting her back. I don't think the flying around the world thing is a good idea. There's yeah. a great, there's a great comment. But he's got to get, he's got to save all the millions of people who are dead in LA and stuff, though. Well, there's a great comment from IMB which just says this: Superman might as well have kept flying around the Earth over and over until all the deaths were reversed, including his father Jonathan Kent at the beginning, including the man who dies on the train tracks at the beginning, etc. <laughs> this is a power that was never introduced in the comic. Superman's ability to turn back time. The problem with the ju- introducing this new power is that it opens up a whole can of worms. If Superman mm. can spin back and undo an act of evil and destruction, that, that ev- every, every act of evil and destruction that ever happened, why doesn't he? Mm. Why does his de- girlfriend get this kind of favouritism? Um, and do we really want to see a Superman that literally flies around the earth undoing stuff all the time? Mm. I mean, there's, there's, a good two, <laughs> there's two big problems with it. One... She appears to remember everything that happened in the timeline has been erased, doesn't she? She's like, oh, yeah. I was falling down this thing. So she's she's living with the PTSD of having uh, fallen down this fault line. And and by implication, millions of people can remember being destroyed in a nuclear oh, yeah. <laughs> apocalypse. That's true. Mm. Two, he doesn't actually... When, when time's wound back, right, he doesn't stop Lex Luthor sending the missiles out. So in theory, while he's talking to Lois Lane here... Those missiles are still flying across the coast yeah. and landing in no, <laughs> LA and San Fran, aren't they? It's so, a very kind of rushed climax. It, it, yeah, it's, it's like, a mess. It is a mess. And I think, weirdly, this film gets more and more messy as it goes yeah. along. It's Defin- almost, definitely. I don't know if maybe, like you said, maybe it was filmed sequentially and this was when Richard Donner was really falling out with the production people and they mm. were just trying to get it done. And I don't know what it is, but... Yeah, the film just gets kind of worse and worse and worse. It's like it's gaining speed and mm. falling apart at the same time. It's it's a pity. Yeah. It's a real pity. It is a pity. Um, Superman sends Lex Luthor to the uh, the prison, and the warden <laughs> says, "This country is safe again, Superman, <laughs> thanks to you." And Superman says, "No, sir, don't thank me, warden. We're all part of the same team." Good night. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like one of the lamest. It's like you're don't, watching a cartoon. Don't thank me. Just sort your nuclear security out. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Also, I did. I also because he Superman like smiles at the camera, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and it's. It, I read that that's the uh, him breaking the fourth wall. Richard Donner ends the Omen one and two in the same way with Damien smiling at the viewers, Oof. and that Superman one and two end with Superman smiling at the audience. So it's obviously a weird Richard Donner like trademark. Just loves that. Break the fourth wall, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a stupid, stupid final line. It feels like something out of like a bad Saturday morning cartoon, doesn't it? it, it yeah, it's 
again, tonally all over the shop. It's yeah. like when he suddenly just says, like, I'm here to fight for truth and justice. It's the American way, all that business. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. They never mention <laughs> it again. That sort of very patriotic streak he's got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there we go. That was Superman. 1978 Superman. Um, so, yeah, Chris, what's your? what do you think overall about this one? No, I always hated that whole time travel thing at the end. Mm. I hate where they just shove on time travel at the end. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, just the worst, worst way of ending a movie, really, isn't it? Like, <laughs> curveball. It's, yeah, uh, run out of ideas. Yeah. Fuck it, fix it with, <laughs> fix it with this. Apparently, the Earth is tra- spinning far too quickly in that the... If it expand that quickly, a day would only be one minute forty four seconds. <laughs> um, yeah. But overall, what did you think of the film? Were you terrible? Terrible. Abs- absolute terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Wow. <laughs> really Fair. quite bad. Yeah, not good at all. Uh, the music in the beginning sequence is the only bit I like. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, Alex. If you've got a more. Uh, yeah. Have you or no, you the same? No, I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, I've got like, <laughs> I've got fond memories of this film. I remember it. I remember so seeing it's not it. Sci-fi is it? Uh, he's an alien. Yeah, it's sci-fi. he's an alien. Yeah, of course, no, it's not sci-fi. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's just that stupid campy sci-fi, though. Isn't it? Mm. I, I just I've watched plenty of that though. Remember yeah, like fifties sci-fi. That's true. Um, I think the beginning and the beginning sections, the first two sections, are far better than I remember. The end mm. is far worse than I remember. Um, mm, yeah. I do really like Christopher Reeve's performance. I mean, I think for better or for worse, it set a precedent with uh, comic films, like superhero films. It set a template, which, yeah, for better or for worse, has been copied. Um, it's got good bits in it, but it's very, very, very messy and disjointed. And, yeah, tonally, I think it's um, all over the place. And, yeah, I think the villain is just... It's a, I think maybe we, maybe Superman 2 is a better film. Whichever version yeah, that we watch, maybe that's yeah. better. Um, but no, it, it, I was a bit disappointed. It wasn't the film I remembered in a, in a weird way, in a lot of weird yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah, same for me, really. I mean, it's like with the short circuits a few weeks ago. It's these films where you know one, two, and three were on constantly, weren't they? So of Superman, yeah. so it's all muddled up, isn't it? The bits and pieces. It is, it really is. Um, like you know. Where's Richard Pryor? Well, this had more... Yeah, yeah. where's Richard Pryor? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, once once you do watch it now and you remove nostalgia and break it all down, I agree, it's a mess. But but I was really impressed with that Kansas bit and the bit the Krypton bit. Really enjoyed that business. And then it rapidly goes downhill. I do think... I do like the direction of it. And I think even when you get into the crap bit, there's some good stuff going on with yeah. how they're shooting it and I even I think I do quite like the fl- the look of the flying bits are good I just don't know what's going on actually in the yeah. story with the flying bits um, it's got no continuity in what in its like science though is it well that's that's the problem after the Kansas bit it's just a mess isn't it yeah. and really think about it that it is a, it's a, it's a 500 page script that's been torn up and rewritten yeah. from scratch it's obvious isn't it and the fact the director leaves I mean somebody left um, three quarters away into filming this one and came back to do oh, bits okay. because they, they kept falling yeah. out basically great um, yeah, so obviously it's a mess. And the fact you only had Gene Hackman and Brando for 12 days or something like that at the very start of the filming. Mm. So they were kind of stuck with what they'd got of them, I think, at that point. Yeah. Um, so there's all sorts of problems. But yeah, like you said, Alex, it's a template for a lot of stuff that comes. And I was surprised how much is mm. still intact of this format, yeah. this, you know, about superhero films, the way it is 
it builds up. And it was the- such a huge success. I mean, this, and then it was this, wasn't it? It was so, such a big success. And then mm. the sequels, and then there was nothing, and then it was Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, and then that was a yeah. huge success. And then again, there was just nothing, probably until maybe the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, maybe, or like... I mean, those, yeah, that was those, massive, wasn't it? Yeah, though, but even things like those early Marvel films, Blade, um, X-Men, all them, they were kind of bigger on DVD than they were in the cinema. It was only mm-hmm. really Iron Man and the, yeah, Iron Man, yeah, yeah, the, the new mm-hmm. Marvel wave that, that blockbuster in a cinema. So really, <laughs> Superman and Batman, the, the, at this point, the DC was just ruling it and they were the, they were the biggest superhero films that were ever made, weren't they? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should watch the uh, foreign language Superman's which were made after this as a Hindi one and a Malaysian one. We'll get to Luga language, Indian nice. film, a Hindi one, a Malayan one. So three, three, three Indian ones, basically wow. quick succession after this. And there's Supergirl as well, isn't there? Which they yeah. shout all the time as well. Yeah. They do, yeah. Good. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. That was on telly a lot. Yeah. Right, so where are we going to rank it? So for reference, Superman 4 is at 163. <laughs> it's better than that. And it's a better film than that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not... Without a doubt. It's not that good, but it's better than that. I mean... Mm. <sighs> Any ideas? Uh, I would say 103. Underneath Mad Max, the original Mad Max. Because I'd say it's kind of a bit like... Oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, you're getting shaking heads all around. Thrown out no. instantly. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, I think so. 125ish. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. that's under Tammy yeah. and the T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Where's Tammy and the T Rex? Uh, 150. That was a good laugh. That knew what it was. Quite high, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Is it be- How did that get so high? <laughs> it was really good fun. We did enjoy it. It was pretty. Fun. Actually, you've got a little little clutch there. You've got Flash Gordon and Star Crash, which are also from this yeah. same sort of era. Is it better or yeah. worse than those ones? Do we think Star Crash is better? It's better, but well, production design. Flash Gordon looks amazing. I mean, it's stupid as hell, but it looks brilliant, doesn't it? Yeah. I'd say maybe it's quite near Flash Gordon. Is it one below that? Yeah. Above Tammy and the T-Rex? Yeah, yeah, maybe below Flash Gordon. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd rather watch Flash Gordon again than watch this again. I'd rather watch Tammy and the T-Rex. But... Well, we it is higher. It's still higher. Well, no, it's not higher, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's higher in my mind. Should it be lower than Tammy and the T-Rex, actually? Nah. No? no. Okay. I mean, it's all right, isn't it? But People might just start to, uh... to question the efficacy of our list. <laughs> what? The... Things like that. Just now? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have they been doing if they haven't questioned it already? It's very yeah, it's very true. I'm glad we watched it though, and I'm looking forward to watching Superman too. Uh, yes. Further yes. down the line. Well, hopefully a better film. Well there we go, that was Superman. Um hope you all enjoyed that back home. Um if you want to get in touch, I'm I'm there's a Christmas show coming up soon and I'm like We've got correspondence from all over the place. I'm putting it together for like a mailbag in that. So if you've got anything to say to us, now's the time to say it. Get it in to sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com or sci-fi rating on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We might even have some merchandise, mightn't we, at some point? Yeah, I think so. In time for Christmas, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, let's just just say it's there now because... (laughs) 
that might force me to get my ass in gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's there now. Get yeah. your checkbook. Get your yeah. I've, I've done. I've, I've done the legwork again, and it's not as crazy as it's not as crazy. I couldn't be as crazy as the last one because you Good. can't alter the designs. You just upload the things, and then you say what you want them on. So then yeah. it's a bit more simplistic, but in a good way. But um, I put a lot of. So, there's quite a lot of different designs on there. There's a lot of stuff. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Well, go and get your second gen merch. Yeah. Better than the first gen, we hope. And um, yeah, next week it is uh, twins, isn't it? Twins. Yes, because we're doing these. We have to go back around. in time, aren't we? For the next yeah. one. Yes. So yes, next yeah. week again, uh, continuing our Christmas run of uh, Christmassy films. Twins isn't actually a Christmas film, is it? But it feels like a Christmas family. film. Yeah. Family, yeah, family sci-fi. We're gonna have a, I think we're going to brush with the Poppins claws next week, maybe. We we'll have to see what goes on with that. Yeah. Um, mm. But yes, yeah, so look yeah. out for that one, and we shall see you soon. I mean, that's everything in it. Are we all done. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Bye.